Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of All The Small Games, a weekly indie game podcast hosted by two fine gentlemen. One of them is me, Andrew Levins, the other, John Valenzuela. How are you, friend? I'm doing well, Levins. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. We got a uh, a, a bunch of uh, announcements last week. It was like E3 all over again, except I only had to watch two showcases instead of 30. Is that, how many did yeah. I watch it? <laughs> Some bizarre amount of showcases. <laughs> We weren't even in lockdown when I did that. I've like wasted so much of my life outside <laughs> of lockdown watching E3 showcases. You could have been out running around far, more than five kilometers from your house, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 brutal. <laughs> um, Maybe that's next 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 E3. You have to like institute. Hopefully, we're out of lockdown by that point. And you're like, okay, I have to walk a hundred meters. Then I get to watch a game trailer. Then I have to walk another hundred meters. Actually, you know what? I did watch at least two of the showcases walking um, to and from a restaurant that was about four kilometers away from my my accommodation where I was staying when uh, when E three was on. So nice. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm you not. I'm, I, don't, I don't feel too bad about it. Okay. Um, but I should have walked six kilometers, so I was outside of my radius. In fact, I was I was hundreds of kilometers away from my my five kilometer radius. For those who are like, why do they keep saying the word radius? Um, in Sydney, where we record our, the podcast um, every single week, there is now a rule that we cannot leave. We not we cannot leave the five kilometer radius around our house. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful to have a lot of bush around me and a lot of like rivers and creeks and even a lake that I can walk around and, and travel to. Have you been uh, enjoying the nature around you, John? Uh, in as much as possible. There's not like... We definitely don't have anything on the level that you do in terms of bushwalks, but we do have some very nice parks around us. And yep. of a weekend, we'll we'll throw Olive in the pram and, and leash up Gilder and go for a walk. Get the off-road wheels Just on, the, on the stroller. F- for those unaware, uh, Olive is my dog and Gilder is my daughter. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, go. We got a stroller with some decent suspension, so yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. They just they just uh, announced in Melbourne that, that that parks are closed, which is just oh, so Jesus. so cruel and horrible. Like I don't, 
I, I, like, obviously, I know that you know lockdowns need to be taken seriously, but there was nothing worse last year than going past parks with the kids who were just so sick of the bushwalks around our house. <laughs> um, and like you would see the park, and like you know the, the 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 swings would be wrapped around 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 the top pole yeah. of the swing set, and then and then chained or, or taped. Everything was like police taped off, so you couldn't go in on it or or, or slide down it. Uh, dark dystopian times <laughs> yeah. But thankfully Thankfully New South Wales government While they have fucked up Almost everything To do with uh, uh, The Delta variant So far They have not closed parks yet So I am able to My kids more importantly Have been able to maintain Some amount of uh, Of sanity um, Archie is getting by On a strict diet Of minimal school Maximum Dodgeball academia The real homeschooling <laughs> So he is going to school Of That's sorts very true um, I'm, I've been making my way through that um, that game on, on Game Pass. I talked about it last week. If you want to go back and listen to that review, you haven't already. Um, RPG where everything is based around vol- um, dodgeball. <laughs> um, and absolutely, like, I really, really love it. It's really good. It's a lot longer than I was expecting. Um, I feel like we're both, like two games that we've, we're kind of going back and forth between Chicory and um, Dodgeball Academia, two excellent indie games this year, but uh, two very long ones. Right. Um, but man, Dodgeball Academia, like the the story missions are getting like way longer and way more like Archie's learning what a fetch quest is for the first time. Oh boy! <laughs> but they're kind of what fun a, in this. What a special time in a young man's life. But the uh, the volleyball, vo- the, sorry, the dodgeball mechanics itself uh, uh, just get more and more complex and fun. Uh, that that's that's pretty high up on my on my games of the year list uh, for anyone wow, that has okay. been considering it. Yeah, it's, it's it's a ton of fun. I just uh, copped it on Game Pass, so nice. I'll be going in very soon. Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, there were a bunch of showcases last week. There was the ID at Xbox showcase, and Nintendo um, announced a new Indie World showcase. Um, John, were you able to watch these? I was. Uh, I wasn't. I watched the um, the Indie World showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as is um, for the X idea to Xbox One, I just found like a a video that was a compilation of all the games shown. Yeah, so their uh, their way of presenting the Xbox the idea to Xbox video was very strange. It was extremely long. I know Xbox don't like love to edit stuff, <laughs> but um, uh, it was a very long video, and um, the hosts were like it was like hosted. I know that obviously I don't expect them to be doing a. Um, you know, hosting on a stage or anything like that, but it was just them on Zoom. Um, so the presentation was not uh, particularly engaging, whereas the Indie World Showcase um, was, you know, voiceovers, extremely cheesy, cringeworthy lines uh, of, 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 of voiceover, um, but it was pretty tightly edited with some... Um, I, I like that format of, like, you know, you see a little bit of the trailer, then you meet the devs, then the goofy, the Goof Nuggets uh, hosting the Indie World Showcase make some weird jokes while they tell you how to play the game. I could definitely yeah. do without that last part, but I like the uh, the trailer and the meet the devs part, especially there was like just like two men frolicking in the woods when they were talking about <laughs> their game. <laughs> and at one point the camera like, it was, it must, it was, I feel like it was on a dolly or something, but it like zoomed right back and you just got like a full full shot of their, like, you know, pretty below average gamer fits. But <laughs> like, <laughs> it wasn't like particularly swaggy, uh, you know, uh, outfits, but... Uh, it was a, a very fun, funny moment in a, uh, in a in a video that wasn't full of too many of them. So I appreciated it. I think the idea at Xbox One was a, like that was the Twitch gaming one. 
Oh, right, sure. So I think they have a, like, they, they collaborate with Twitch Gaming for for those ones. So obviously, like, the format determines what it winds up being. And if it's going to be on Twitch, then, you know, they value length on Twitch, essentially. So, yeah, that's kind of why I looked at the I looked at the running time and I was like, nope, we're doing a compilation. Yeah, yeah, just, totally. Just give me the give me the important bits. If if you're but, on uh, the some really good small... games shown. Yeah, totally. Across, and if you're on the all the small both. games Discord, um, in the Xbox channel, I posted a um a pretty good video that just goes through every new indie game uh, that was announced at ID at Xbox with none of the fluff around it. That um, is the one I watched, Levens. Yeah, excellent. Um, there's there were some other announcements around that, and I think I found that both both showcases um. It just felt like a highlights reel of all of those E3 videos, E3 mm. showcases that I forced myself to watch. Um, uh, no regrets. Uh, but, yeah, it was cool to see both of them. You know, there, there were a few ones that I, I, that at E3 were only announced for PC, and now we know they're coming to either Xbox or Switch or both. Um, so I've got some an article an article on, uh, on, on IGN of um, every indie uh, announcement from ID at Xbox, um, if you yeah. want me to go through that. Hit it. Um, so we got Lightyear Frontier um, at the top here, and that is a, um, a game that combines open world farming and mechs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that one. Um, eh, sure, fine. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I don't really have beef with any of these, but it doesn't look like something that I'm like, oh my god, I need to play this kind of thing. This looks pretty early stages as well. I think we'll see a lot more of it later because um, it, it doesn't come out till next year. Um, we got the announcement. Speaking of uh, of uh, open world farming, uh, Stardew Valley is coming to Game Pass uh, later this year. Um, we got a longer look at the Artful Escape, the Annapurna game that we got a uh, another longer look at during the Annapurna sh- interactive showcase a couple weeks ago. Um, that game still looks excellent. Yes. Um, there is a new Sam and Max Save the World remaster available. Um, it's bizarre that they're like, finally an updated version of the 2006 classic. Guys, that's not the classic Sam and Max game. It really <laughs> is not. Like, <laughs> I replayed Sam and Max Hit the Road recently, and it's still a fantastic game. It's still hilarious. Uh, and I just see this new Sam and Max, and I'm kind of like, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't particularly need this in my life. This is Telltale Games made this one, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, three D. Yeah, I want what's what's the uh, the old engine that they used to make all those LucasArts scum. games? Scum, scum, scum engine for life, baby. Bring it yeah, back, yeah, man, hundred percent. Um, Ollie, Ollie, um, world player, um, love Ollie it. Ollie Looks world, great. Sorry, is coming out. Um, you can customize your players. Is what the the, the trailer in the Xbox uh, trailer thing showed off, and it's it's in 120 frames per seconds and 4K uh, if your television and Xbox allows allows that. Ollie Ollie World will deliver. Uh, Damn, <laughs> that is pretty fucking fast. That's, that's a lot, a lot of, frames. of frames and a lot of resolution. <laughs> Speaking of, I got my tax return recently, and I am very much like. OLED. I was like, Joe, we need a new TV. <laughs> she's like, she's like, why? I'm just like, we do, we need it. Yeah, you need a new TV and a um, and you got to make sure you get a soundbar too. Oh, I've got a soundbar. Hell yeah! Don't worry, you're already on the way. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm looking at an Xbox S. I'm just like, Ooh, mm, yeah. You could probably get yeah. a little bit of money trading in your other, one, your older Xbox. What my like seven year old day one Xbox One. A little bit of money. <laughs> 
I'll pay you pay us 50 cents to take this thing away and then you can buy an Xbox S for full price. I mean, that thing is noisy as hell fan-wise, but it still plays all the games that that Xbox are putting out at the moment, right? Um, yeah, pretty I mean, most of them. Uh, I noticed playing one thing I forgot to mention in my review of The Ascent last week is that like load times are brutal right. and I had a couple of crashes, but I can't I can't 100% point the finger at the developers <laughs> because I'm like, I am, I'm playing on a seven-year-old console that I've never cleaned or done anything to, so it could be my fault. But um, anyway, Oli Oli, that's that's insane level of like frame, frame rate and detail yep. for the game. But hell, if you can do it, guys, do it. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of skating games coming out at the moment. Um, in the indie um, world and also like outside of it, uh, but Oli Oli World like re- it really like the more I see of it, it's really going to stand out. I, I hope that these these guys are these these guys nail it. The open world aspect of it, it looks so much fun. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the things I'm really excited for is like more of an exploratory kind of feel to it rather than just a like start of level, end of level, get between the yes. two, do tricks. Yeah. Um, so then there is also a. Um, um, a cyberpunk game um, in set in Neo Barcelona called Aeon Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a demo available for it now, um, which, you know what? I probably already missed out on it somehow, but I do want to give it a shot. Uh, did you have a look at this one? It's like a... I've, I've seen it. It was another one that I think was announced during E3. Cool. Uh, I haven't gone in on the demo. I did look at... I did watch the trailer and think like, this looks like something Levens would be into. Yeah, it's like kind of like, like cyberpunk parkour, re- like yeah. speed runny... You know, yeah. rapid platformer kind of thing, um, and it's coming out later this year. Um, then we also have uh, Paparazzi uh, again that was uh, announced at E3, but it's coming to Game Pass later this year. Um, Aragami Two is coming to Game Pass in September. Um, Evil Genius Two World Domination. Um, the less said about this, the better for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it could be fun. I don't know. Like something in the, the, the final quarter of the year. It's like a a, a villain like si- simulator, right? Like you base be a bad base guy. building kind of RTSE sort of thing, where like you are an evil genius and you build up your lair and you can like lay traps for heroes that try to stop you and stuff like that. You know what? That concept wise, that does sound fun. I just like the the 3D artwork is is, is nightmare fuel for my brain though. But if you can get past that, yeah. maybe there's a game to enjoy there. It's it's very um, what's that goddamn movie with uh, oh Despicable Me? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's big Gru energy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Library of Ruiner, uh, spelt R U I N A. So maybe not s- pronounced Ruiner, but I don't know. It's out. That was a sh- little shadow drop. A, uh, a launch uh, on on Game Pass. It came. It's a library battle simulation. Uh, has you battling other librarians using cards and dice to gain more books for your own library. That actually okay. sounds really fun. I should give that yeah. a shot. Sounds interesting. Um, we have another um, game that was shadow dropped uh, in the in the Nintendo Indie World Showcase that also was uh, came came to Game Pass at the same time. And uh, John's going to be reviewing that later. Boyfriend Dungeon, pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have to work out what's more appealing to you: boyfriends or books. And then that's how you decide which of those two games you're going to play. Um, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, which is a big... Uh, what does the C in CRPG stand for? Classic? Uh, com- computer RPG or classic okay. RPG. Cool. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> um, 
so we mentioned uh, mechs and 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 farming and building um, earlier, and this is a similar vibe. It's called the Wandering Village, um, and this is a city building game. However, the city that you're building takes place on top of a huge creature. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. I was I I swear I've read that they like you can there are things you can do. Um, that that sort of steer the way the creature walks. Yeah, because so the, yeah, hoping... the whole time your village, the village that you're building is literally wandering around, bumping into other villages. Yeah, so I was hoping they'd show a little bit of that in the gameplay footage they had, but they didn't. I did like at the end of the like, you pull back to see the creature the village is on, at just as the creature's walking past like the long dead corpse of another. Yes. Creature, and I'm like, ooh, that's that's a nice that's a nice little touch in the trailer. But yeah, I would have, I, I that's one game that I kind of wanted a li- little bit more of a deep dive of uh, gameplay information on. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was yeah. the that was one thing missing from this showcase was like actually you know conversations with the devs about yeah. the games. Um, then we have uh, oh, so they, they, a Wandering Village is coming out in December. Um, then there is a, a puzzler called um, Lab Rat, um, which looks a little bit like, kind of like Death Squared, actually. It's a, um, isometric I watched, top-down. I watched colorful. the trailer and I went, wait a minute. <laughs> um, with, with a lot Sassy of, like, computer? Yeah. I portal, know this one. Portal kind of mechanics as well. Um, that is that looks good. I'm into year. it. Yep. Those kind of games are always super fun. Um, there is... Um, a game called RPG Time, The Legend of Right, which is a handmade RPG that takes place in a young student's notebook. Have we talked oh, about yeah. this game before? I feel like it's showed up in the past. It ha- it's 100% shown up in the past. I don't think we've, we've discussed it that much. Yeah. Are, um, you, are you, is it a big vibe for you? I think the aesthetically it looks really cool. Like obviously all, all the, everything you're like, you know, everything you're playing. Yeah, it was announced in, um, in 2019 at, in Xbox yeah. E3 showcase. Um, it's coming out this year supposedly. Um, being made by Deskworks, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think that, like I love that the you know it's it's all like black and white, hand drawn, um, but then you can also see the desk around it. And I imagine like the the player, the person creating the uh, RPG will factor into the gameplay. Um, yeah, know, be it through rubbing rubbing things, erasing things, and and drawing stuff. It sounds like it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, speaking Interesting of paper, take on the genre. Um, Inked, A Tale of Love is a love story, um, love story puzzle game, um, which is kind of like a like beautiful watercolor kind of style. Like hand-drawn, yeah. Yeah. Hand-drawn that, illustrations, yep. That's coming out on August 27. Um, we've got a big, uh, I don't know if this, is, this was announced as coming for Xbox, but one of your favorite games from E3 this year, John, The Big Con. Uh, yes. Is coming out this month. Um, oh hell yes! On August August thirty thirty first, um, and uh, this is the. I mean, do you want to give us a quick little primer of what this game is all about? Set in the nineties. So basically, you play a young girl who's uh, who your mother owns a video store and she's gone into debt with the mob, and so you uh, set off on a road trip to basically grift and con people and try and make up enough money to pay back your mother's debt and save their video store. It's got a really cool uh, visual style, kind of like reminiscent of like a, a 90s Nickelodeon cartoon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it looks like it's going to be just just a real fun little like adventurous crime simulator. 
Yeah, it's been published by Skybound Games, who are the... Um, it's like Robert Kirkman, who does Walking Dead. That's his Im- comics imprint, also doing games. Um, nice. And this is the game that was introduced by... Melissa Joan Hart, <laughs> okay, um, in the in the original uh, in the in the big drop at E three this year. So I don't know if she features as a voice or they just were like, hey, who's someone from the nineties? Get yeah, Sabrina the teenage witch. Who's in still here. alive? Yeah, yeah. Salem's um, dead. Get me Sabrina. So yeah, August thirty first. I don't know if it's coming to Game Pass. It might be one of those games. It's an Xbox Xbox exclusive without being on Game Pass, which people get upset about. But whatever, that's the way it works. Yeah, I think like, yeah, like these games, you know, we talk about how beautiful um, Death's Door was and how complete it felt. And I feel like maybe the only way they were able to do that was by giving themselves ex- exclusivity to Xbox and getting the boost of money that comes with that. And I maybe the big comment is similar. Uh, the Veil, Shadow of the Crown. John, guess what kind of game this is? Oh, it's definitely got to be uh, erotic first person shooter. Close. It's an audio-only game oh, uh, that okay. has you playing a blind adventurer who has just been made warden of a small castle on the outskirts of a kingdom, and it's That's coming interesting. out on August nineteen. I take back my previous glib statement. Yeah, totally. Um, space lines from the far out, a procedurally generated co-op adventure um, set where you run a uh, intergalactic travel company, is coming out later this year. That could yeah, be fun. I- yeah, I, I saw it was like, reminded me a little of um, Love is in Dangerous Space Time, just in yes, a way totally. like except you appear to be running around trying to take care of tasks simultaneously. Yeah, except without the charming art style that Love has had. Yes. This is pretty generic 3D. Um, mostly, most of the time you, you listen to podcasts and people complain about pixel art all looking the same. Not this one. I always complain about things not being pixel art. <laughs> <laughs> and it never gets old. <laughs> Um, so let's move over to the Indie World Showcase. Um, now Indie World Showcase was announced like the day before, maybe even less time, like less than a day before, because as soon as Nintendo announced anything, uh, people just go insane with speculation. Um, norm- like the, the real idiots of the world will be like, oh, they're going to announce a new Smash Brothers character. And it's like, dude, it's an like, Indie Showcase. Yeah, exactly. But then... <laughs> The just as stupid idiots of the world will be like, oh, cool, we're finally getting Silk Song news. Yes, um, of course. And what people who don't like, I mean, like these indie world showcases, it's to spot, like, it's to give a little bit more attention to indie, uh, indie games. Um, Hollow Knight and everything spins off of that, especially Silk Song, the direct sequel to Hollow Knight, does not need any extra attention. <laughs> no. Um, they're not going to hide this in an Indie World showcase. I would even be surprised if this showed up in a Nintendo Direct, unless Nintendo paid them the big bucks uh, to do it. I think because, like, Hollow Knight, you know, that was developed by an Australian team called Team Cherry. Um, it was originally came out as a PC game, then it hit PlayStation, then it hit... No, was it Switch, then PlayStation, then Xbox? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think it was Switch first. But it, it sold a million copies, like, the week before it came to Switch. Um, and then sold, like... Two th- two, two hundred fifty thousand copies on Switch in in its first month, um, and by like I'm trying I'm looking at stats now. It's it sold more almost like just shy of three million in February 2019. Um, given that everyone was stuck inside last year, and it's probably like you know bored of Animal Crossing, the the, the, the game that they bought their Switch for. What else am I going to play next? I don't know. I'll, I'll Google best games to play on Switch. Hollow Knight is always in those top ten lists. I don't think I'm like, I reckon it's sold 
at least five million copies across all consoles. Hundred um, percent. And I would even go as far to say that it is probably in the top twenty best-selling games on Switch, um, selling at least two, three, four million copies on Switch. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think like when that game is announced, like one, it's not going to get announced until Team Sherry is absolutely ready, because as soon as people can criticize something about like this beloved thing, they will. Um, and two, yeah, I, I don't think they have any reason to to announce it in an indie world showcase. Like, no, it will. It like yeah, you're absolutely right. It it is big enough news to stand by itself. Yeah, totally. It doesn't even need like. All Team Cherry needs to do is tweet a date, and within a day, everyone in the world who needs to know about Silk Song will know about it. It needs nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. That said, just looking through at recent uh, uh, indie world showcases, uh, four months ago we got, in April we got an indie world showcase that got ten million views on YouTube. <laughs> that's that's pretty insane. Like, the, the most, the majority of other ones get around around between like half a million to just shy of a million but for some reason the april one why would the april one have gotten 10 million views john what was in it um the spelunky let me, announcement let me see if i can find out Indie road world. 96 last stop hindsight all of the early world the longing there is no game teenage Mutant ninja turtles chris tales gets den aztec skull art of rally kiwi labyrinth city weaving tides house of the dead remake ender lilies um, Beasts of Maravilla Island, Fez, and Oxenfree 2. I mean, look, there's some definitely some solid games in there, but nothing that I would be like, that's worth 10 million views. Maybe it's this, like the, going off the stream versus the... I don't know, very strange. Could be, could anyway, be. I, I reckon, I mean, yeah, Hollow Knight's definitely getting 10 million views when, it, when they announce the sequel um, on YouTube, that's for sure. Yeah. But hey, we're not here to talk about that. And neither were Nintendo when they did their Indie World Showcase last week. Um, John, was there anything that stood out from you? Um, or do you want me to just go through that, that goddamn list? I mean, you can go through the list and I can call out the ones that, are, that, that sort of really caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do you want to play this, buddy? Are you tired of list reading? No, I'm, I, I love to read a list. Everyone knows Man, that about me. dive in. Let's I do love, this. I love indie games, my children, and reading lists. In that order. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love reading lists of indie games that I can't play because my children are home twenty four seven during lockdown. <laughs> Starting surely with... they sleep at some point. Yeah, it's tough. But then I've got to like you know bond with my wife, <laughs> which I love. Number who, four who did on the not list. Not make your list of no, things no. you love. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, we got a bunch of shadow drops. Should we talk about the shadow drops? Mm. Pretty, pretty exciting. Um, we got uh, Axiom Verge two. That was the the big surprise, I guess, because I knew that was coming at some point. Uh, beloved Metroidvania that was made by one dude. Um, it was a uh, close to launch title on Switch. I remember it came out pretty early. The Switch port of it came out pretty early in the Switch lifespan. Um, I never finished it, but it's it's good. It's it's kind of closer in visual style to the first Metroid on NES than Super Metroid, um, but lots of crazy abilities. Um, uh, but yeah, there, there were a lot of games uh, that were announced uh, that that came out that that day. Um, we had Boyfriend Dungeon, which John, you can uh, end the show talking about your experiences with. Definitely, um, pretty heavy hitter though. Um, and we got uh, shit. I, I should have a goddamn list. Of Islanders. 
Islanders, Garden mm-hmm. Story, Axiom Verge 2, Boyfriend Dungeon. I feel like there were two more. I f- did. I swear someone on our Discord um, said there were six Shadow Drops. Necro Barista. Necro Barista. Final yep. Pour. Um, and yeah, there was Islanders. That bugs edition. me because the final cup is right there. Like <laughs> final pour. I don't know. Yeah, final uh, cup. It sounds like cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, Slime Rancher Portable Edition. That's the other one. And Curious Expedition. Uh, Curious Expedition shattered. Two. So seven seven games shadow dropped. Um, and some of them crazy, like uh, Garden Story. One of my more eagerly awaited games from from E3 this year. I'll definitely be going in on that. I've already picked up um, Islanders. That game looks super chill. Okay. It's, it's really cheap too. It was $8.50 on the eShop. Um, it's a relaxing, procedurally generated strategy game that has you developing islands as you see fit. Um, and as soon as you decide that one of your islands is complete, you just jump onto another one and build another one. Um, it seems like a city builder that doesn't have any stress involved. But I'll, I'll report on that next week once I've played some of it. That reminds me. I need to... I'm, I'm Googling something, but it's a game that I really think Archie would like. Keep keep going through the list and um, uh, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, Axiom, Axiom Verge 2. Yeah, a game that I uh, I was like, you know, it's on my eventual... I, I, as soon as I finish the first Axiom Verge, hopefully I'll finish it before Axiom Verge 2 comes out. Uh, unfortunately, I did not. Uh, but I definitely want to go in on Axiom Verge 2 at some point. Um, It is a prequel, so maybe I could just go straight into this one without finishing the first one. Um, We got Tetris Effect Connected, um, a game which I adore. Um, I played it. I have it on on PlayStation and Xbox. Um, I have it for the the PSVR. Um, But now it's coming on uh, on Switch, and you can play it with, uh, you know, in portable mode. Uh, This is a game that when I play it on my good television and in vr my eyes hurt because i don't blink for 15 <laughs> whole minutes <laughs> you remove um, the vr headset and your eyeballs just come with it um and cleverly this is coming out on october the 8th um which is the same day that the switch oled model comes out um, Ooh, and okay. i imagine that will look very very good on uh, on that on that oled screen especially outdoors yeah <laughs> totally um bomb rush cyberfunk is a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. Um, Looks it even cool. Has, even has the same music, uh, music by the same dude, Hideki Naganuma. Um, it's coming out next year as a console exclusive, timed console exclusive um, to Switch. And yeah, it's like a. Are you? I can't remember if you are you skateboarding or rollerblading in this one. You're. You've got like rollerblade jet boots sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and you could you like you dance and do tricks and like uh, do Graffiti. some cool, cool graph on the walls. Yeah, looks fun. Yeah, I'm into um, it. Now we said it could never happen, but one of our favorite games of the year, Loop Hero, um, which is the only game that I've played on my computer in years, um, and John's sunk many hours into on, on his PC, uh, is coming to Switch. I'm very yeah. curious as to how it's going to work on Switch because this is a, uh, I mean, it's a card based. RPG roguelite where you basically you aren't playing as the character you are setting up the course for the character to move around you um and like trying to keep him alive as long as possible and give him what he needs to beat all the the monsters that he encounters as you expand the world that he loops around Mm. um and yeah it's a lot of like dragging and dropping and, and item management when you play it on pc 
I, I, I'm sure they'll be able to make it work on, on Switch. I'm very curious as to how Devolver Digital they've, are publishing it later this year. They've got to do... They've got to use the touchscreen. That's, that's all I can say. I'll eat my Switch if they don't use the <laughs> touchscreen. But you can't use the touchscreen if you're playing docked mode. That's true. That's true. Looks I'll like this start eating gonna my eat Switch. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for the OLED edition to come out. Um, we got a longer look at Eastwood, the post-apocalyptic action-adventure RPG that's being published by... Chucklefish. Uh, Chucklefish, who, who have done many games, including Stardew Valley, uh, in the past. Uh, this was revealed a couple of years ago. It looks really great. Um, has big uh, Earthbound vibes, but it's an action game as opposed to an RPG. Um, I'm, I'm keen as for this one. And yeah, definitely. This is September 16th. This was on my list. I... Um, yeah, almost all of these had dates attached to them, which was very cool. Um, this next game did not have a date attached to it, but God, the longer that this game is out of my life for, the better, because it is going to destroy me. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Um, ah. A puzzle adventure starring Shovel Knight. Um, and it is like a falling block puzzle adventure where you like dig your way out out of the blocks as they fall around you. You play as Shovel Knight, but it still has like a match three blocks kind of vibe. Uh, And it's also got dungeon crawling elements and there's bosses and treasure and looting and like you get cool power-ups. Man, this will absolutely fuck me up so bad. Um, You can play as all of the different knights from the Shovel Knight universe, all 10 of them. And there's even local multiplayer. And if you're an idiot like me, you have the Shovel Knight amiibo. Some of you might even have four of them, but I'm not quite that idiotic. Um, and you can use them to uh, to call call on a, a fairy version of like a little little tiny fairy knight that dances around your uh, your character and help, assists you as the blocks fall around you. Was that a direct dig at someone who has four Shovel Knight amiibos? No, I, I, I don't know anyone who does. So, but if you do, no offense. I'm, I'm, I, in fact, I envy you. Uh, I wish I was dumb <laughs> as you are. <laughs> uh, this was an extremely exciting announcement. Um, we saw the game announced at E3. It was one of our highlights. Metal Slug Tactics. Ooh. Um, but there was no uh, announcement for anything besides PC. Um, and we got the confirmation that this is coming to Switch in 2022. Uh, it's being uh, developed by Dotemu, not Dot Emu. Um, and Fre- uh, freaks me out that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a really gorgeously animated um, tactical RPG using all the characters from the beloved um, what you Metal call Gear. it, like, shmup. Metal Metal Slug. Metal Slug. Yeah. Did, I, did yeah. I say Metal Gear or Metal Slug? Definitely said Metal Slug, right? I probably said Metal Gear. Anyway, Metal Slug. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, I mean, it's got all the all the classic enemies, all the like. Yeah, all those. I'm, mechs. I'm looking forward. I have a soft spot for metal metal slug as like... yeah, me too. I used to pump when we, when we used to do um, bowling at my school on Thursdays for sport for like one term of the year, and um, <laughs> they would let you out at like two thirty, and we would always spend like an hour at the bowling alley playing metal slug. Nice. I that was one of those games where if ever I was near an arcade and it had it, I'd just stare at <laughs> stare at the game. Yes, it's a good one to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Some of the best pixel art animation you'll ever see. Um, another one that was announced uh, as a PC um, only game at E3, Toem, the uh, photo, like a kind of relaxing, uh, isometric, photographic adventure game. 
um, and you basically set off in, on, an, on an adventure through like a like a countryside and you got to take photos and do side quests for people, meet a whole bunch of weird characters that's coming later this year. Um, Looks great. I, Very excited. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a sequel to Far Changing Tides. Sorry, a no. Far, Far Lone Sails. We're getting a sequel we to that one. And it's called Changing Tides. Um, Looks we've great. We've reviewed that on the podcast I believe you played it before we started the podcast or maybe we've you know I think we've both reviewed it independently of each other yeah I it was like I, I swear my review is in like the first 10 episodes of the podcast yeah when we used to um, review like 20, 20 games in one yeah. episode oh my god <laughs> um, I I'm really excited for Far Changing Tides I think it looks great um, yeah, that was a, like, yeah, I mean, look, we're about, I'm in the middle of playing a little bit of Inside at the moment for our Patreon-only Game of the Month Club upcoming episode, and Inside is like a Limbo-like that kind of improves on, like, you know, obviously made by the same devs as, as Limbo, um, but, uh, you know, it, it's very much like difficult puzzle, um, you know, you're dying heaps, that kind of that kind of element, but this is like a very chilled take on a Limbo-like where you are a little dude trying to keep a, a, a weird future boat afloat. Yes. Uh, in the previous game, you had a kind of land boat. So I'm very curious to see if there's a connection between the two games. Is there any similar, like, is it a, is it a narrative that's continued or anything like that? Because from memory, the, the first game ends with you staring out at the ocean so I wonder if the the little guy from the first game has returned for the second one and finally got their hands on a boat. Yeah. But um, yeah, you essentially you're exploring a post-apocalyptic world. Um, yeah, definitely, this is one that I'm I'm very eager to get my hands on. Um, yeah, Necro Barista Final Pour is the director's cut um, release of Necro Barista, um, which I played a tiny bit of on Apple Arcade last year. Um, it was developed in Melbourne. It's like a, um, a combination of like coffee culture and fantasy. And then mm-hmm. like the like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit of a visual novel kind of vibe. Um, it's quite cinematic, supposedly. Um, and the director's cut has uh, additional story content, content and remastered visuals. And is already out now. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon um, that got announced. More on that in a moment. Garden Story that got announced. I'm, I'm keen as fuck for this game. Um, uh, it looks like. I mean, if it, we we were a bit like bummed by the short length of um, t- Turnip Boy commits tax evasion, and this, this just looks like it's so funny. It's like yeah, like a, a vegetable based top down Zelda inspired adventure game. Um, except this also has like farming, right? As well. Yeah, it's got and like buildings. I from. If I'm thinking of the same game from memory, it's like Garden Story takes place. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of a different game. It like takes place after the story of you beating a great evil, and it's about you rebuilding the town you're from. Yeah, that's fun. But maybe yes, that's yeah, another a either. different game. Yeah, you're you're on an island that's infested with a with an invasive rot. Mm. You've got to rebuild. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this one. I think that the, the the goal is finish Dodgeball Academia, finish Chicory, and then go in on this one with Archie. Nice. Um, uh, while playing way too many rounds of uh, Boomerang Fu. Uh, <laughs> Islanders console edition dropped. Um, definitely check this one out if like my description of it was enticing to you at all. It's just a really chill-looking city builder. Um, and if you, I, I would much rather do this than fucking just doom scroll through my phone at the end of every day. Um, which which I found the game I was I mentioned I was googling earlier on that I thought Archie would appreciate. 
I've discovered it's only on PC, which womp womp. Yeah. Um, Got to wait for that Steam Deck to come out. It's called Dorf Romantic. <laughs> uh, D-O-R-F-R-O-M-A-N-T-I-K. And it's basically a strategy slash puzzle game where you build a city by dropping tiles. Uh, and so you have a stack of tiles that are kind of dished up to you one by one. And the, the better you do in completing little quests, the more tiles you're given. Yeah, cool. Have a look at it, see what you think. Don't know if it's worth buying a PC for, but um, yeah, I just, I, I thinking about it then I was like, hey, I reckon Archie would probably appreciate this. It definitely yeah. has the feel of like some of the board games he, he likes. Yeah, sick. That's great. Um, so we're on, on the last home stretch now. We've got like the, the classic thing where they just cram a bunch of uh, games into a, into a montage. So there was, yeah, Slime Rancher Plortable Edition. Uh, I've played the first Slime Rancher on uh, on PlayStation. It's a lot of fun. Um, you're like, didn't, didn't you scare the crap out of Archie with it? Yeah, man. A lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Curious Expedition 2. I don't know anything about that game. Um, I played the first one. I'm I'm tempted by the second. You, would you say you're curious for the second? Yeah, <laughs> I'm um, curious to expedition in it. It's a um, it's a game where you play like famous explorers and you go out on expeditions to try find things and become the best explorer of your time. It looks like in this one they've they've like added in a turn based combat element and and yeah, I'm I'm curious to I'm definitely curious to take a look. Fantastic. Um, and then we have um, a game I'm really excited for. I didn't even realize it exists. It came out in 2019 on Steam. It is called 100 Days Winemaking Simulator. Um, I want to test that out. It's coming to Switch uh, later this year. I I played a demo a while back, and it's very much like I'm interested in it, but it's the sort of game where I want to get Drunk. someone <laughs> I know that makes wine and yeah, make well, them well, play it like, and watch we them. We know like 20 Oh, I know. That's what yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get them in. Let, like, a lot of our friends make wine, guys. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love some to people have midlife like, crises. Our friends make wine. I'd love to, um, because you know there were a bunch of like cooking games unveiled at E3. Yeah. So I'd love to get like Mitch Orr to play some of them and have him yeah, review yeah. which are his favorites. I want to get winemaking well, yeah, friends I, to play a hundred days. My 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 co-host on the, my um, old food podcast, The Mitchin. Mitch Orr and Mike Eggett both bought switches on the same That's day. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that they are. I have recommended a few cooking games to them, but uh, Mitch is only interested in in sports games, and Ugh. Mike Mike is just buying everything. He he bought a he, he bought a cool. um, one terabyte um, memory card, and he just plans to fill it. <laughs> Shit, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, he was like, he hasn't played a video game in decades. And he sent me a, a screenshot of um, of Cuphead and said, this looks cool. And I was like, oh, dude, it's really hard. But I wrote it back like an hour later. And he was like, yeah, man, this game's fucking intense. <laughs> like, this game's impossible. <laughs> I got to say, um, I'm disappointed in Mitch. For not doing just, sports just, games? Just sports games. Boo. <laughs> hey, he, he, he can grow. It's only been a month. He'll grow. True, true. Um and when I say sports games, it's like Mario Golf, Mario Kart, <laughs> Mario Tennis. <laughs> so he's into Mario games. Yeah. Sweet. Um, Gang Beasts is coming later this year. Um, a That'll be classic, fun. Classic four-player party game. Um, Astronia and Lumberjack. Lumberjack are both coming out next year. Lumberjack looks good. I'm into that. What's it looks about? Fun. I completely forget it. 
it's like a, a you play as a bear and you kind of got to like tend to the woods and yes hmm. a game I'm called down. tend to the woods that's appealing <laughs> yeah um yeah so those are the two showcases so obviously a lot of a lot of really exciting stuff uh in the future um yeah. a lot of exciting stuff now thanks to uh you know shadow drop galore on the latest and nintendo before you, before you continue this, John, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Point. Thanks, sponsor. Now, John, you were doing an incredible segue, and I'm sorry that I fucked it up for you. But blame, blame our beautiful sponsors. God bless our sponsors. Uh, yeah, so a bunch of games Shadow Dropped, one of which, Boyfriend Dungeon, I've been interested in for a while. As a fan and, of both uh, Boyfriends and Dungeons. Yeah. Um, and yeah, saw it, in the, saw it in the shop and was like, let's do this. It's time. Did so, you play it, get it on Switch or did you get it on Xbox? Because that shit on is Switch. on Game Pass. Oh, wow. This, this, this big spender. Yeah. Uh, I, I did get paid and my tax return on the same day. So I looked at my bank account and was like, I'm the richest I've ever been. <laughs> like went straight to the Switch store. Um, so Boyfriend Dungeon, you play a, a character. Um, you can choose whether you want to be male or female. Um, uh, who has been sent to the town, the beachside town of Verona Beach for the summer. Uh, you meet up with your cousin, Jesse who is like, hey, we're going to get you on so many dates this summer. We're going to build up your confidence. And who knows, maybe you'll find the, the one you love in Verona Beach. Oh, by the way, like the, the hip new fitness craze in town is called Dunging. It's where you explore dungeons and clear out monsters. And the monsters are based on your fears. Uh, and you the like the way you do this dungeoning is you connect up with people that turn into weapons. <laughs> you know, okay, there's a lot to take in in the first couple of minutes. Be like, okay, he's like, I've already arranged. Uh, I've arranged your first date. It is with a, a fencing instructor who will kind of introduce you to you know taking on dungeons and stuff like that. And thus begins the game, which is a combination of dungeon crawler. And dating sim. So you, over the course of the game, you meet, I want to say seven people, maybe six or six, six weapons or seven weapons, one of the two, uh, who also double as people, except for one of the weapons, which is a cat. Uh, and you kind of have, uh, through a series of dates and interactions, you decide 
whether you want to be romantically involved with this person or whether you just want to be friends or whether you don't like him at all. Um, it's it's a really interesting combination of, of game mechanics. I'm definitely far more familiar with a dungeon crawler. It definitely has a kind of roguelike-ish feeling in that sort of sense. You you know, you descend into the dungeon, you, you, you fight these monsters... Um, you there will be instances throughout the dungeon where you can stop and have a little kind of romantic moment with the whichever weapon you're fighting with, uh, which then increases their love score. The more you increase the love score of the weapon, the more kind of like upgrades and 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 moves you unlock with said weapon. So like mm-hmm. when you reach relationship level two, you might be able to like you know the the. Uh, your finisher move for a combo might cause the enemy to bleed and you'll do more damage with the weapon and that kind of thing. So there definitely is a like, there is a gameplay um, uh, incentive to kind of date all the weapons and, and, and form relationships with them. As I said, they don't necessarily need to be romantic relationships. You can, you can make it so that you're just friends with these people. Um, I... I very much enjoyed the game. It the the Skinner box element of like go into a dungeon, improve both your skill and your weapon skill. Uh, you know, rinse, repeat, go back, but more equipped this time. You know, able to able to do better damage and get further in the dungeon. That element of it really hooked me in. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. As for the dating element of the game. This is by no means a criticism of the game itself. I just don't think it's a genre for me. Um, Right. In this instance, and I hate to get all heteronormative with you here, the fact that... I mean, it's called Boyfriend Dungeon. The majority of the people you can date in the game are men, or at least, you know, uh, non-binary people that lean more towards the male side. There is one woman in the game, and I did wind up gravitating most towards her. But that's just coward, because John. you're a coward. Huh? <laughs> you're a yeah. coward. <laughs> no, I look. I did hook up with the fencing instructor that you start the game with. Yeah. But that's primarily because I found so many of the other dudes to be so annoying. Oh. Like right. there's this really like one of the characters you meet is a really morose K-pop star, who's like, he's just such a bummer. That I'm just like I I I can't pursue you romantically because you're just this huffy dude about everything. There's another guy who's like a warlock and he is also like really self-important and huffy. There is a like a kind of swarthy lover type guy who is very pushy, and I kind of immediately was like, no thanks. That's that's not what I like. Like the fencing dude is this like investment banker guy who's like very polite and very well mannered and very refined. And I was like, "Hey, eh, your character model's hot. Cool, let's hook up," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But just most of the people in it, I was like, I find you really annoying in real life, and I can't put that aside enough to think like to lose myself in my experience of this game. I'm not sure if you can date him, but. Uh... I know that one of the voice actors for one of the characters who is like, I guess like a, a bad guy has been like getting like swarms of, of hate mail and death threats because they don't like his character. Look, I've, I've seen that like the, um, the developer of the game has had to, cause there's a, there's like a content warning at the beginning of the game. That's like, Hey, 
Throughout the game, you might experience like stalking and like unwanted advances and other potentially triggering situations, just letting you know for what you're in for. And people have been complaining like, you made it sound like that stuff was optional, not part of the main game that you need to go through to advance the story. You need to change the trigger warning and make sure that it's kind of like more specific that that stuff is what you'll have to experience. Like the the guy who plays, I guess, what you would call the villain of the game, he is, his character is odious. He is a horrible person. Like real incel vibes to him and... Like, he, you know, he hates people that can turn into weapons and he talks about purity and all this stuff in, you know, with other really uncomfortable language. I'll admit, I, like, from the get-go, because he, he desperately wants to date you. And from the get-go, I was like, no, no good, sir. You will <laughs> not get your hands on this. Um, and I just think that's... <clears throat> it's It's representative of what a great job the developer has done and even the voice actor has done in creating this character as being like eliciting such a strong emotional response. Yeah. He, um, uh, he, he tweeted, his name is Octopimp on Twitter. And he said, <laughs> I can't believe I have to address this, but please don't send me hate messages about my character in boyfriend dungeon. I know he sucks, but I'm just his voice actor. Please be, dis- oh. please be respectful. Another, um, Another instance of, God, I love games and God, I hate the people that play games. Yep. <laughs> um, so like that, So what I'm saying basically is like my... my it, it, it's not that I hated the dating element of it. I just was kind of like, okay, well, none of these people are for me, so I'll just navigate this as best as I can and do what needs to be done to ensure that I can keep leveling up my swords. That's not a criticism of a good game. That's just a comment on my, like, mismatch between a dating sim and, uh, and you know, the, my, my personal taste in games. I think if you're into dating sims, this is, this is you'll have a lot of fun. Um, I think it's a really interesting match that works very well. Uh, the kind of, like, having to perform a social function to improve your weapons, which, which makes the dungeon part of it a lot more enjoyable. Um, there like what I've been saying about dating sims aside, there are some weird things in the game. Like one of the characters, the really swarthy lover guy that I was talking about earlier on, you have several, several characters warn you about him. Like, Ooh, Ooh, watch yourself with that guy. Like he likes to break hearts and leave them in his past kind of thing. And I was like, my second meeting with this guy, I was like, yeah, I don't really think I like you like that. So let's just be friendly. Let's not actually pursue romance. And and was adamant about that to this character. But throughout the game, I had people going like, like you, you know, one of this, a lot of a lot of your communication happens through text messages. And you, one of the people you text message with is your mum. She, your character's mother, will like message you and check in on how you're going. And at one part of the game, she's like, oh, your cousin tells me that you're falling in with this guy who might not be a, a, a good kind of person speaking about this, this you know, his name's Sunder, um, speaking about this Sunder guy. And I was like, I, I have not pursued a romance with this dude in any way, shape or form. Why do people keep looking out for me and trying to warn me away from him? Like, nothing I have done has suggested I'm romantically inclined towards this person. So that was something I found kind of strange 
Um, but uh, oh yeah, you also like to to help improve your your love rank with characters. You can like you find blueprints in the dungeon of things you can make, and you can give them some of them as gifts. But some gifts resonate better with some characters, but it's very hard to work out how like which ones because mm-hmm. very rarely will they suggest like you know hey i like you know there there are some instances like one of the characters who's like a, a a young kid uh who's in university he talks a lot about a band that he really likes and you can buy tickets to that band and give that to him as a gift cool that's easy to navigate but like a bunch of other gifts i was just like i'll randomly try give this to you um <laughs> And see how it goes. And if the person, if you get like a lackluster response, you've wasted that gift and can't actually like get it back or make it again or anything like that. So a little bit more of a hint or like if you could, if you could look up these characters and have a little bit of a like running sort of dossier on like this person is adventurous and wants to travel the world. And then I'd know like, okay, I'll give them this tourist brochure that i've made for like an exotic faraway destination they'd probably appreciate that take a bit of the guesswork out of it and i don't think like obviously i started playing it fairly early on before i could look up a guide and be like oh this gift i need to give to this person kind of thing um yeah so i i think it it's not been it definitely didn't make me reevaluate uh how i feel about dating sims Mm -hmm. but it was definitely a very enjoyable experience and i applaud kit fox the developer for creating such an interesting blend of gaming genres and doing it well enough enough like it was enough fun for me to finish the game cool so you actually finished it holy moly yeah and the credits have a um the credits have like a rhythm game in it, which I was like, cool. That's that's a tiny detail, but one you rarely see where like developers will, will do something to make the credits fun. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. When you get to like shoot everyone's names or something. Yeah. All games should have that. Um, yeah, so that's Boyfriend Dungeon. It's definitely out on Switch, which I guess would mean it's out on PC as well. You say it's out on Xbox? Yep, on Game Pass. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, do... Do yourself a solid if you like uh, if you like romance and you like battling and pick it up. Unreal. Well, that is John's review of Boyfriend Dungeon, and uh, I'll I'll do some actual reviewing next week, not just reading of lists. Unless you email us and say no, don't do that. Read lists only for the rest of your life. And you can email, email us. A, email us a list for Levens to read. <laughs> All the small games at gmail.com. Every email uh, it gets replied to with an invite to our Discord which you can also join by uh, heading to our Patreon at patreon.com slash all the small games. Support the show at $5 a month and you will not only get access to our Discord, but also you will get um, both of our monthly uh, Patreon podcasts, one of which we need to record this week, I think, John. Um, we do uh, yes. two podcasts. One of them is the Game of the Month Club in which we do a deep dive into a bunch of classic indie games, including the Stanley Parable, um, Bastion, 
and VVV, VVV, um, and this month we are doing the game Inside. Um, on top of that, we also have a, another podcast called All the Other Things, in which John and I talk about the other media we've been consuming that is not indie game related. So look forward to those uh, if you are already a Patreon, and if not, why not come and join us over at patreon.com slash all the small games. Support the show and get access to a bunch of awesome content and a great community to talk to about indie games nonstop, should you need it. Um, John, if you want to find him online, he is at 16tacos on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm at LevDog. And very, very soon, you'll be able to uh, go to a very professional-looking website for yes. all the small games because uh, one of our listeners, Luke, has been uh, doing it out of the goodness of his own heart. Um, so uh, everyone, if they could just take one moment now to look to the sky and, and put, put your hands together and say, thank you, Luke. Uh, <laughs> after you, John. Thank you. Wait. Thank you, Luke. Beautiful. Just like John. Uh, thanks, Luke. Looking forward to that website dropping and looking forward to discussing more perfect indie games uh, next week with you, John. Have you got any... Uh, do you know what you're going to be playing for next week? Um, hopefully, I will have finished Dodgeball Academia. Um, I will have started Garden Story. I don't know. Do I, should I? What do you think? Do I try and finish Chicory? It's good, but it's just like I'm always wanting to talk about the new shit, you know? Yeah, well, you know what new shit we'll have to talk about by next week. Fuck, it's 12 minutes out this week. 12 minutes, baby! God, damn it. Hell yes. Games. Plus, I just got codes for Ender Lilies and um, uh, fucking Thingo Souls. Um, Soulsy, Soulsy McGee. Elder Souls? Elder Souls, that's the one. So uh, definitely want to put some time into that. They are definitely wait for the kids to go to bed games too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about the wife? Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what she thinks about me uh, swearing loudly as I do the same thing over and over again. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a great guy to be married to. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 